Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Montana, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Wisconsin, and something new, Australia. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, it's Friday, August 19th, and um, we're getting ready to go back to school, aren't we? Whoa, uh, there are some articles that have just come out. I'm going to be sharing those with you. Um, Unbelievable. What is happening, and actually, it's bad. It's bad what's happening, but it's good that we're hearing about them. Today, uh, we did report uh, a news alert, just sent it out, and... Oh my gosh, it seems as though so many publications that you would expect to be neutral on political issues are taking stands supporting the LGBTQ push to go behind parents' backs at school, uh, invite their children uh, to into clubs, the uh, Gender Sexuality Alliance clubs. Uh, they have various names, queer clubs. The name is not important. It's what they're doing that's important. And they're literally encouraging your children to change their sex, become gay or lesbian or some other um, uh, alphabet soup type of alternative, quote, gender, unquote. Hey, you know it, and I know it. Children are born with chromosomes representing one of two sexes, male and female. Okay, so I'm going to read to you from this article that uh, we just published. It's titled, Teen Fashion Magazine Advocating Far-Left Agenda in K-12 Schools. Calling students to join clubs, activate, and promote alternative lifestyles without parent knowledge. Teen Vogue released an article on August 9th titled, The Right is Misusing the Word Grooming, and It Can Have Serious Consequences, calling for a halt to the use of the term related to the introduction of sexuality and gender identity education beginning in kindergarten. So they want us to stop using the term grooming. Yeah, that's pretty threatening to them. Actually, it is grooming. Grooming is grooming, period. The article correctly identifies grooming as a secret process by which someone builds false trust with a child they are intending to abuse. 
but fails to separate the process of grooming from the intent to groom. That is a very important distinction. Some teachers are are actually grooming students, but they do not have an intent to actually groom them, but they are setting them up for someone who may want to. Teen Vogue says right-wing extremist parents have appropriated the idea and terminology grooming and pedophilia to attack gender equity and young people's access to necessary education. Of course, we don't believe this education is necessary. It certainly isn't academic. So we have to consider the source. Teen Vogue is not a fashion publication as it once was. Uh, If you read their article, and we've given the link, I'll put that in the show notes, you will see that it has nothing to do with fashion like it did many years ago. In fact, I, I was a fashion major in college. I'm a fashion designer. And I used to collect Vogue magazines, the adult version of Vogue. And, um, you know, it wasn't political. But now it is, and especially the teen Vogue. So they list uh, among their devoted um, organizations, they list Advocates for Youth, Educate Us, Seek Us in Action, uh, Scarletine, Seek Us Sex Ed for Social Change, Trans-Inclusive Group, University of Kansas Department of Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies. We have links to um, some of those um, more commonly known uh, and larger organizations. We also include uh, in this latest news alert an image, and, and these are cards that encourage students to seek out teachers and staff on a one-on-one personal basis. They're displayed on classroom doors and handed out to students in an Oregon middle school. It's called Tuolity in the Tiger Tualatin School District. And this is what this image says. It has rainbow colors. I am a safe person. If you are LGBTQ+, black, brown, Asian, well, actually any race, coming out, anything. I am always a safe person and will hold space for you. So what is this card saying? It's saying, you know, come and talk to me. Um, I will protect your secret. Uh, I will speak with you confidentially. And I will keep anything that you say to me private and certainly from your parents. This is going on, people. Not only is this grooming, but I will make the assertion, and others have as well, that this is cult-like in the approach. Separation from family and friends is one sure sign that someone is being involved in a cult. Okay, well, let's unpack this whole grooming subject. Conrad Woodall, um, who is the director of North Idaho Parents' Rights and Education, is a retired police officer. He's also a college professor, by the way, and he, and he has a master's degree in forensic psychology, and he is a sex crimes and self-defense expert. 
He has extensive experience in working with sex-related trauma survivors. Mr. Woodall has over 25 years of experience in providing personal safety training and education to women and children. Conrad Woodall wrote this article, Intent versus Process. Yes, it is grooming. The term applies. So he's written this article in response to the Teen Vogue um, attack on conservatives. The intent argument, which Teen Vogue promotes, is based on the idea that our educational system is grooming children related to political ideology, forcing a moral predisposition on young children to adopt a view on sexuality and gender roles by strictly enforcing gender and sex-confirming beliefs. The deliberate intent, coupled with instruction, is politically partisan and divisive. The process argument is academic. Based purely on child safety and age appropriateness, the hypothesis is supported in widely held child development theory. According to Erickson, there is a set stage for sexual and gender identity development, which arises between the ages of 12 and 18. The identity versus confusion stage is coupled with, and to some extent driven by, biological process of puberty. More recent research, uh, this is Coat 2006 and McAdams 2013, has expanded on Erickson's theories and found that most identity formation does not solidify until young adulthood. Did you hear that? Young adulthood, not age five. When people are exposed to a greater variety of career choices, lifestyles, and beliefs. As cited in Human Behavior and the Social Environment. One, it academically follows that K through fourth grade is not the time for this type of education. In 2004, a Department of Education report found that one in 10 children will be the victim of school employee sexual misconduct by high school graduation. Now, this is a Department of Ed report. Additionally, a 2010 Government Office of Accountability report found that one offending teacher can have as many as 73 victims. The Associated Press conducted a seven-month-long investigation into a five-year period between 2001 and 2005 and found that over 2,500 educators had been punished for actions that ranged from bizarre to sadistic. And more recently, Fox News Digital conducted an investigation that found at least 135 teachers' aides had been arrested on child sex crimes in the first half of this year. When one teacher can have as many as 73 victims, the gravity of the school system's failure cannot be understated. Child safety. That is the issue. A child's intuition is rooted in innocence, and when teaching children to identify predatory grooming behavior 
it is dangerous to introduce sexuality. Sexual education beginning in kindergarten creates an environment in which any predator in contact with those children will benefit because the entire grooming process is normalized at school. A young child previously innocent to sexual discussions will now no longer sense the topics as abnormal. It's the abnormal nature of the information that triggers the child's intuition, sending life-saving signals to run. Desensitizing sexuality puts kids at risk for molestation. Parents know young children under normal circumstances exhibit unsophisticated forms of sexual behavior, ranging from hugging and kissing to nakedness, showing, touching their private parts, or playing doctor, or just plain bathroom talk. Children ages 10 to 19, though, gradually begin to exhibit more sexual sophistication, including increased sexual interest, sexual dreams, fantasy, masturbation, and inclusion of sexual partners, introducing sexuality knowledge to prepubescent children predictably increases age-inappropriate sexual behavior. Pedophiles understand this simple fact and normalize age-inappropriate sexual behavior through conversations, showing pictures, discussing sex acts by pets or other actions prior to the actual molestation. Age-inappropriate sexual talk Knowledge or behavior by a young child is a key signal to adults to investigate the source of influence, helping to identify the perpetrator and protect the child from future contact. Normalizing sexual conversations and increasing sexual knowledge removes a key behavioral signal that a young child is being groomed. The school system, by introducing K through 4, sexual education therefore normalizes behavior, making it indistinguishable from a grooming attempt by a pedophile. Considering the actual risk of normalizing the grooming process in a school environment plagued by school employee sexual misconduct, Parents' rights and education is calling for all public schools to remove comprehensive sexual education and gender identity lessons in all kindergarten through fourth grade classes and activities. If these curriculums are used, we encourage parents to tell their school boards to adopt an opt-in policy, placing the criminal liability on the parents who choose to enroll their children. We've got to wake up, people. This argument cannot be dropped. It is grooming, plain and simple. And please, please share this podcast with anyone you know who has children, grandchildren, works in the system, 
cares about kids. Once a child hears this kind of information, they can never remove it from their from their mind. If they see images that are being shown to them as they are in many K through 5 schools now, very graphic drawings, this is grooming. And this is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that. Gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. If a 1,000 supporters gave $12 a month and we could reach our goal in two months, be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.